In the midst of this global crisis, the voices for justice are revealing what really matters. It is time for Planetary Makeover. Here we feature solutions and modern miracles in documentary videos that offer hope for our future and remind us all of our spiritual source. Long ago, it was forecast that at this time in history, extraordinary teachers, including the world teacher, would emerge to help us as we build a world that works for everyone. Now, here's your host of Planetary Makeover, Mr. David Minot. Hello, hello, everyone. Glad you could come back and see us again. Welcome to another exciting episode. And this is a part two. If you were here a month ago, you saw our dear Dick Larson in his video. And he split it up into two so it would fit on the show. And that, of course, is, look at my notes, why is there good news with this crisis? We can rebuild by the golden rule, part two explaining why there is a silver lining to this current crisis. And if you had the good fortune of seeing part one, you know that Dick is delivering positive good news in a time of uncertainty on this planet where all of us wonder where on earth we're going, where on earth the earth is going, where the universe is going. And we're here to give you our take on it which will help assure you that better times are coming. In fact, in some ways are already here. And what some of Dick will explain is what form that will take, because I'm sure you're wondering if someone makes the claim that that a great new age of enlightenment is about to begin, what does that even mean? What will that entail? What should we look for? How can we be part of that? How can we assist and how long do we have to wait before before this infernal torture that we're going through at the moment? Well, we, of course, can't give you any pat answers, but we can give some suggestions of what the Ageless Wisdom teaching has had to say about this, both in ancient times and today. And our take on it as students of the AWT, as I call it for short, the Ageless Wisdom Teaching, which Dick has been studying for decades longer than I have. So he's got a more broad and articulate grasp of it than I do. I wish I could give you a show like he does, and someday I will. But in the meantime, I'm learning from him just as you are. Now, remember, too, that this week, as every week, in which Dick will remind you in his talks, we're not here to convince you of anything. That's not our job. Our job is to simply present the material and you can do with it what you will. Either reject it if it doesn't strike a chord with you or consider it for future reference or embrace it now and make that information known at whatever level it hits you, which you'll hear Dick address in his video. Because we cannot interfere with humankind's free will. 
we have to we have to honor that because it's sacrosanct. And that is why we present this for your consideration only. And as Dick would say, don't believe anything I say, <laughs> which is always a good intro. And simply simply approach it as you would any new subject, hopefully with an open mind. Open minds are rare on the planet today because we're all subject to mental conditioning. And when something conflicts with that, then we tend to reject it. If it is in alignment with what we've already learned, we'll let it in. If not, we usually kick it out, often without questioning, you know, what did you mean by that? Or I have no point of reference for that. Would you go into that further? And so this is a challenge for all of us, yours truly included. And our other major message, of course, is that humanity is not alone, that we have great teachers of an extraordinary kind helping us out now, which we call humanity's elder brothers. The Masters of Wisdom is one of the names they're known by, and their leader, Maitreya, the world teacher, which I think is ancient Sanskrit for bringer of joy. Now, the Masters of Wisdom, it's important to remember, are not religious figures. They're not political leaders. They're not looking for followers. They're not your gurus, <laughs> as, they would say, as Christian Murray would say, thank God. They're simply teachers in the broadest sense. They are here to teach humanity the art of living, which is something, once again, that Mr. Larson will touch upon in the video, where we came from, why we're here, where we're going. And as you all know, this has been talked about for thousands of years in all sorts of philosophies and religions. To give you some examples, um, if we think about the religious field, there's the Imam Mahdi, for the Muslims, that's the world teacher that they await, the Messiah for the Jews, the Christ for the Christians, the uh, latest incarnation of Krishna for, for um, the Hindus. <laughs> Had to think there for a moment. And for lastly, but not lastly, the Buddhists, the latest incarnation of Maitreya Buddha. At least they got the name right. But um, let's bear in mind that Maitreya is not Buddha. That's simply the way it was phrased then. And what I like to add to all that is that the joke is kind of on us in a way because the world teacher Maitreya and the masters are not, are not religious figures per se. They're here for everyone, the agnostics, the atheists, the fundamentalists of every ilk, and so on. Everyone. They belong to the people, not to the leaders, to the people of the planet Earth. And that's another important thing to keep in mind in this, the age of Aquarius. This is the age of groups, not individuals. That's something that humanity learned in the age of Pisces, which are just coming out of the concept of individuality and devotion and idealism. Now we're learning more about group activity and all the great changes now will occur through groups. If you want some examples, think of things like the Arab Spring, Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, Occupy Wall Street, and we could go on and on. These are all groups and usually not one individual stands out if you stop and think about each of those groups. 
they are grooming everyone to be a leader. And as the saying goes, which you may have seen as a bumper sticker before, when the people lead, the leaders will follow because they can tell by the, by the, what shall I say, the wisdom, the common sense, the um, foresight of the people that that's the way to go because the people as the masters of wisdom have said, if you've read any of Alice Bailey and you can find her books at the Lucis trust, lucis.org. I think it's lucis.org or lucis trust.org. The people are basically of sound mind. It's the leaders that often aren't. So look to the people for the answers. In other words, look to yourself because you have the answers in concert with others, work with others, make it a group effort, a team effort, and you can make over the world in the way that you want it, which is actually the way everybody wants it, because you're very much not alone. The majority of people on the planet want the same things, healthcare, housing, education, justice and equality, world peace, a clean environment. These are all universally desired goals and something that in this age, the people more than the leaders have been taking the lead on, uh, which I'm sure that you have noticed. So that's what a lot of this video and this presentation will cover. And Dick will mention even more. So without further ado, let's let the producers do their things and roll that tape. Maitreya comes as a pure teacher. He can't wave a magic wand, neither can Jesus. Can't wave a magic wand to make everything okay because it's not their mess. The great law of karma, the law of cause and effect, scientists call it the law of action and reaction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That law says that whoever made the mess has to clean it up. <laughs> so we have to do the work. The masters are here to guide us in that effort, huge effort. So the masters are here to teach and guide. Jesus' job, as I understand it, will be to head up the Christian religion and get it back on track. It's lost its way, you know, through a lot of man-made rules and dogma. Every major religion has lost its way, and all of the major religions will receive help. Jesus' job will be to get the Christian church back on track. So there'll be no more popes. This is the last pope. Jesus will take his rightful place on St. Peter's throne at the head of the Catholic Church, the largest church in the world, and at the head of the Christian religion, the largest religion in the world. And he will teach. It'll be a great time. If you're a Christian, this is a fantastic time to be alive because you're going to be able to ask Jesus, "What did you really say that? What did you mean when you said that? And, and did you say this too? It'll be uh, opportunity to ask him all kinds of questions, and he will refine the teachings back to what they were supposed to be in the first place. But the Ageless Wisdom says that the Christian church's job is to teach and heal. Well, the church has done not a very good job of teaching and almost no healing at all. So Jesus is here to get it back on track. That's his job. 
And um, so if you're a Christian, you're going to see Jesus, and this is a great time to be alive. Ultimately, you'll see Maitreya and Jesus side by side on television. And Maitreya will say something like, this is Jesus, my, my great brother and teacher. And Jesus, Jesus will say, this is Maitreya, my great brother and teacher, uh, world teacher for the age of Aquarius. They work hand in hand. They have no egos. Masters don't have any egos. So they don't. They are. They work together all the time. Cooperation is, is their, is their method of operating. So, Maitreya is coming forward. He's here now. Um, I told you that I would tell you what his revelations are going to be. Okay. Buddha taught the wisdom of God. Jesus taught the love of God. Jesus was the first human being to embody the love of God on planet Earth. Huge, huge step forward for humanity. The wisdom and the love, Maitreya, the world teacher, comes to teach God's will. Apparently, humanity is finally ready to start seriously doing God's will. He's going to teach us God's will and the purpose behind that will. We're going to find out why we're here. I mean, humanity has been trying to figure out for ages what we're doing here. What are our purposes? What's our purpose in being? We're going to find out. This is a big, big time in the history of the planet. Huge. There's never been a time like this in the history of planet Earth, in the history of humanity on Earth. We're going to find out God's purpose and God's will and God's purpose. We've prayed about God's will, but we're not sure what it is. Now we'll know. Maitreya is going to teach that. Another thing that Maitreya is going to teach is something called right relationship. The Christian church talks about righteousness. That's right relationship. He's going to teach us how to get in right relationship with each other, how to treat each other well, how to take care of each other, what our true relationship should be, the fact that we're all brothers and sisters of the one God. By many names, Allah, Buddha, Jehovah, many names for God, same God. We're all sons and daughters of that God. We're all brothers and sisters of one humanity, regardless of age, regardless of income level, regardless of skin color, regardless of sex or sexual preference. None of that makes any difference. We're all brothers and sisters of the one God. He's going to teach us right relationship. He says, as long as there's one person on the planet who is starving, or one person who is homeless, or one person who doesn't have access to health care, humanity is not in right relationship. So his first four priorities are food for everybody, housing for everybody, education for everybody, and health care for everybody as human rights. Now, the United Nations has already declared these as human rights a long time ago, but we've done nothing about it. The richest country in the world, the United States, has people starving and homeless all over the place. So those are his first four priorities. You know, you can't focus on God or on a religion while you're starving to death, while you're homeless, while you're, while you're trying to survive. So those, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Those needs need to, need to be met before we can move on, before we can learn and grow as a human race, make a giant leap forward, which I understand we're going to do in this age of Aquarius. So it's a great time to be alive. We're gonna, we have a chance to make huge contributions to humanity.
And those are the opportunities I'll be talking about. So he's going to teach the will and, and the purpose behind the will of God. He's going to teach right relationship. He's going to, his priorities are going to be food, shelter, healthcare, and education. He's going to teach us about God. He says, God's nature is love. Now, a lot of us knew that. God's purpose is to serve. Isn't that interesting? God's, it's not to manipulate or control or anything like it's to serve. God's purpose is to serve. And God is known through sharing and justice. Sharing. What do we mean by that? Do we mean giving up your life savings to somebody, some stranger? No, it's not what we're talking about. Maitreya is going to teach sharing. He says that nations need to share their excess production with other nations that need that production, need that item, whatever it is. You know, in the Western world, you know, we, we have more grain than we can use. So we store it in these huge silos, and if we don't get the right price for it, it sits there and rots. Well, Maitreya says that that's not right relationship. If it's excess, share it. And then the other countries will share their excess that we need with us. So it's about nation sharing. It's one of the functions of the United Nations in the future, as I understand it. There will be a separate agency set up to take an inventory of each country's production and an inventory of each country's needs. And then they'll set up a sharing opportunity. They'll be asked to share, not forced to share. There'll be no one world government. Don't worry about that. Every nation has its own personality, and those personalities contribute to the whole of the planet. So there'll be sharing, and, and each nation will be asked to share its excess with nations that need it, and so on. And that, that'll be one of the functions of the United Nations to help us start to take care of each other so that basic needs are met. Now, this is happening in countries in Europe like Norway, Sweden, Denmark, um, Finland, where they're sharing. You don't see the extreme rich and the extreme poor there. You don't see the haves and the have-nots with that huge distance between them because everybody's basic needs are met. So everybody has their needs met. They just don't have all their wants met. So we need to live simpler lives. We need to learn how to live a more simple life like that. Sharing, a huge part of humanity's future. Maitreya says it's the only thing we haven't tried to create peace on earth. Because when you share, you establish trust. And when you have trust between nations and between people, there's no fighting. You have peace. So sharing is going to bring the world to peace. It's, it's a wonderful time ahead of us. I'll tell you, one of God's great laws is the law of balance, the law of equilibrium. And what that law says is that however bad it's been, that's how good it's going to get. So we have a brilliant future ahead of us. That's for sure. All right. I said he doesn't come alone. His base of operations is in London. And that, that before this age is over, there'll be over 40 masters. There'll be a master in each aspect of life, guiding and teaching. They're going to make suggestions. We have free will. We can either follow their suggestions or not. It's up to us. It'll be a very individual decision. But there'll be a master in culture. There'll be a master in the arts. There'll be a master in finance. There'll be a master 
in government. There'll be a master for every major religion. Every aspect of life in healthcare, every aspect education, every aspect of life will have one or more masters or, or senior disciples guiding, making suggestions to help us straighten out the mess we've made of planet Earth. See, here's one of the things that's happening. Then the ages explain it. Every, every big organization, every big aspect of society that we have built right now, education, healthcare, finance, all of them, government, were built with Piscean energy. Well, Piscean energy is being withdrawn. So guess what? They have no energy anymore. They're going to collapse. Well, that's what's happening. All those great areas of life are collapsing because they don't have the energy. It's been withdrawn. That's all they can do is collapse. They need to be rebuilt with the energies of Aquarius of cooperation. So we're moving from a time of competition to a time of cooperation. We're moving from a time of me or you, survival of the fittest, to a time of me and you, the unity of humanity, the brotherhood of humanity. Now, how is this a great opportunity? Well, the first thing you can do if you want to take advantage of this opportunity, now we've all had thousands of lifetimes. By the time you know you're a living soul, you, you've had thousands of lifetimes and you're on the final stretch, really, maybe 10, 15 lives left. By the time you know you're a living soul, you've had thousands of lifetimes. Well, this opportunity has never happened before in any of our lifetimes. That's my information. The first thing you can do is tell people about this. Tell people about this. Benjamin Cram, I said, traveled the world for 40 years without pay, telling people about this. This is a momentous time to be alive. We have the opportunity to give people some hope. I mean, in this world right now, it's tough. And people need hope. Well, there is hope for the future. Big hope. No matter how dark it looks right now, how tragic and difficult it looks right now, there's tremendous hope for humanity in the future and very soon in the future. I mean, if you're, like I said earlier, if you're of reasonable health, you're going to see some of this happen. Um, some of it will happen very quickly and some of it will, will take time. But that's why we're here. I'm convinced this is why we're on the planet right now is to help turn the planet around. First, by telling people this story so they can they can, number one, have hope, and number two, when it happens, they'll know what's going on. A lot of people are going to be in the dark about what's going on when the world teacher comes forward. And I'll tell you how his plan, how he plans to do that. When the world teacher comes forward, people are going to wonder, well, those who know this story will have a pretty good idea of exactly what's going on. So you're giving people hope, and you're, you're giving them a heads up as to what's coming down the road, because I'm absolutely convinced this is going to happen, and soon. Another thing that people can do to seize this opportunity is put on your masks and your rubber gloves and march in the streets. Or, if you don't want to do that, put up posters around that there's hope, that there's a world teacher coming. You know, and, and, and share it at whatever level it's real for you. I said earlier 10, 20, 30%. So you might say something like, hey, I heard this guy talking the other day. And he says there's a world teacher coming to help us straighten out the mess on this planet. Wouldn't that be great? I hope that's true. Share it at that level. 
whatever level it's real for you, but share it with family, friends, strangers. Share it on, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, however you want to share it, but share it. The other thing you can do is when the world teacher Maitreya comes forward, you can listen carefully to his suggestions because that's what he's going to do. He's going to make suggestions and he's going to teach. And then we have to take action. Like I said, he can't fix the mess. We have to do the work. But we can listen carefully and sort it through our life's experience and our belief system and see if it makes sense to us. And if it makes sense, take action. Act on the suggestions. Now, Maitreya, a long time ago, in the Agni Yoga teachings in the 1930s, said this. He said, there was a time when 10 true men could save the world, then a time when 10,000 could not. I shall call upon 1 billion. Well, in 2009, Benjamin Krem asked his master, does Maitreya have his billion yet? <laughs> Benjamin Krem's master said that there are 1.8 billion people ready to respond to Maitreya when he comes forward. Now, that was in 2009. I'm sure it's over $2 billion by now. So he has more than his critical mass needed to help start turning this planet around. And I think that's why we're here. Just like my parents were here to defeat Hitler and Mussolini and a couple Japanese generals that were the release of the Antichrist energy for our time in World War II. I mean, what an amazing generation. These guys couldn't wait to go to war knowing full well they'd probably get killed. Women left homes and went to work in factories. That generation was here to save the world, and they did. Well, I think we're here to help turn this world around. I'm absolutely convinced we're capable of doing it. Doesn't mean we each will, but we're capable of it. And I suggest that, that we seize this opportunity in all the ways we can to make the biggest contribution to the planet and to humanity on this planet that we could ever possibly make in all of our thousands of lifetimes. Now, here's my trans plan for coming forward. Again, humanity has free will. He may have to shift and modify his plan, but here's his plan. His plan is he's interviewing right now as an ordinary man on network television in many countries of the world. He's had over 200 interviews at this point. And he's talking as an ordinary man. I don't know what name he's using. I don't know what he looks like. I haven't seen any of the interviews, but I really don't need to. I know that he's talking about justice and sharing and freedom and the brotherhood of man. I know he's talking about these things and his plan is that at some point the media representing us, representing humanity, is going to say to him, wait a minute, <laughs> you know way too much to be an ordinary person. Who are you really? Who are you really? And that, without infringing our free will, that will give him permission to come forward to the world on television and radio, hooked up by satellite communication. That's what they're up there for. They're not up there for World Cup soccer. They're up for the, there for this event. And we will see his face on TV. Now, there's three ways you'll know it's him. Well, if he dresses, addresses humanity, According to his plan, there are three ways you'll know it's him, and I'll tell you what they are. Number one, you'll see his face on TV, but his lips won't move. You'll hear his words in your head telepathically in whatever your native language is. I mean, it'll be a very, very strange experience. 
because he, you, he won't look like he's talking, but you're going to hear him. That's the first way you'll know this is the world teacher. The second way you'll know it's him is that while he's speaking, he, he embodies the love of God. He's going to send out the love of God to all of humanity. He said, it will be as if I so powerful as if I physically embrace you. You'll feel the love of God in your heart like you've never felt it before. A lot of people be crying and I'll probably be one of them. That's the second way. The third way you'll know it's him is that when he's done speaking, 25, 35, 45 minutes, nobody knows exactly how long, nobody knows exactly when, but when he's done speaking, there'll be press reports from all around the world that while he was speaking, hundreds of thousands of people were miraculously healed. And I'm wondering if a lot of those healings are going to be from COVID-19, and then others, of course. But there will be hundreds of thousands of reports that hundreds of thousands of people were healed while he was speaking. And in those three ways, you'll know that this is the teacher. This is the world teacher, personal name Maitreya, here to help us rebuild the world and get things back on track for the plan of God. And then it'll be a very, very personal experience. Because one of the things he, we're told he's going to do, he's going to give us a mind's eye view of the past. He's going to see, we're going to see it like it's alive, like it's happening right now. We're going to see where we've lost our way, where humanity has lost our way. And then he's going to give us a glimpse of the future. And we're going to see this brilliant, wonderful, loving, peaceful, abundant future that's awaiting humanity if we make the right choices. And he will give us that experience of the future to inspire us to action. Now that's his plan. And so when that happens, you'll know what's going on. But this is, this is a momentous event never happened before in the history of planet Earth. Can you believe how blessed we are to be here for this event? I mean, how fortunate can you be? But by the same token, it involves tremendous responsibility. Because we're here to help turn this planet around, to follow his suggestions and that of the other masters, and start turning this, this planet around and getting it back on purpose, starting to treat each other well, take care of each other, treat each other as like one family, which we are. You know, I mentioned sharing earlier. If a family of four only has enough food for a family of three, they don't decide which one they're going to starve. They share it, and everybody gets enough to be okay. That's what we need to do with the planet and all the goods of the planet. You know, we need to take care of this planet. We So far, we haven't been able to stop war. We haven't been able to stop starvation. And we haven't been able to quit killing the planet. Wasn't that amazing? It's like a master class in the ageless wisdom teaching and the emergence. I wish we could broadcast on international television Dick Larson's video and, and the entire show, the entire series of shows. And someday the day will come when this will be viewed by a much wider audience. Because once the emergence occurs, a lot of people have questions. And speaking of questions, there's the telephone number in case you have questions and also the website where you can get books and videos, audio materials 
on the emergence, on Maitreya, on Benjamin Krem's message, sort of modern-day John the Baptist, who followed in the footsteps of people like Alice Bailey, who you also may have heard of, Helena Rorick, and um, I'm having a mental block, Helena Blavatsky, and, and that's just in the modern era, since the 1870s. And, going, and of course, there are many others going back thousands of years. So I'm sure there must be some of you who have questions. And I'm hoping, I'm looking here at my screen to see if we have any other, any other people coming in soon. And while we're waiting, let me come up with some hypothetical questions that I thought some people might ask. And also a quote from Maitreya. He had said, in response to type of people who would say, sharing, you really think the mass of humanity is going to adopt sharing? <laughs> Dream on. Well, his quote was something to the effect of, where are the alternatives, my friend? There is nowhere else to go. And Dick touched upon that. He mentioned that everything else has been tried and has failed. And all that's left is what all along was one of the simplest solutions, sharing. What we all learned in kindergarten. So moving right along, another hypothetical I was thinking of, people may say, what do they expect us to do? Sort of hit the reset button. We've been at this a long time. Yep. 2000 years since, for instance, to give an example, since the historical figure, Jesus came to the planet and shared his message of universal divine love, which I guess it was the first time that was really heard by my, by humanity. 2000 years. We still can't get it right. Talk about slow learners. I can see, okay, a um, couple of generations, maybe several generations, 200, 300, 400, 500 years, but 2,000 years, we need to admit that we failed. And as I said, hit the reset button, try again. And, and we will, and we shall. And actually, we have, technically. We're already doing that. Many people around the world are doing that. And also, I think that um, Mr. Larson had touched upon the notion of Maitreya showing us where we came from, why we're here, and where we're going. And he mentioned his priorities, too, some, some of which I had to write down because I knew I wasn't going to remember them all. And some of them I have right here. And hopefully we'll get some callers in because we don't have much time left. As the producer has reminded me, we are running out of time. And, of course, some of those um, things he wants to address are the spiritual crisis of humanity today, which is not in religion or philosophy, but rather in economics. And when we say spiritual, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about the evolution of humanity and what may be helping or hurting it. And one of the major things hurting it today is market forces, commercialization. It is strangling the lifeblood out of humanity. And some of the effects that are a result of 
market forces and and unbridled commercialization are things like uh, drugs and other addictions, violence, corruption, suicide, crime. Because when people feel they have nothing left to lose and they're hopeless, they could do just about anything. And people feel a sense of that today. They also feel a sense of hope at the same time. But when people see no way out, they have to find some way to dull the pain. And that's part of the reason drugs are so rampant today, because people have to find some way to survive. And Maitreya and the masters will help remind humanity, which of course we already know, that there is a way out of this. And here's some of the things he'll propose from my notes here. A crash program of aid to feed the starving millions because his first priority is to end world starvation. We have 25,000 people dying every day of starvation on a planet with a 12% food surplus. Nobody should be going hungry. What's lacking is the political will to move the food where it's needed. Dick had pointed out that in the West here, we have huge storage facilities, many stories, like five stories high, filled with grain and other foodstuffs being eaten by rodents because they're holding on to it till they can get fetched the highest price. Also adequate shelter for everyone. As I mentioned before, healthcare, housing, education, justice and equality, world peace, a clean environment. And of course, as we said, restoration of the environment, part of which will start with the abolishment of nuclear reactors. The current fission nuclear reactors give off an extremely deadly form of radiation, as we all know. What most of humanity does not know is that on the etheric planes of matter, that radiation is the most deadly material on the planet. Um, you've heard before us mention um, the etheric planes of matter, that there are four pl planes of matter above gaseous. Here's the number again, in case anybody needs that. And on the etheric planes of matter, there's a great deal of activity. You know, when someone says they can see your aura, that's evidence of the lowest of four. Well, we don't have the machinery today sensitive enough to calibrate the danger of modern day radiation given off by fission nuclear power plants. But on the etheric planes of matter, that radiation is extremely deadly. It destroys etheric matter. And what does that even mean? Well, everything that's living has an energy field. And when that energy field is destroyed, the physical manifestation, the dense physical, follows suit. And it's said that this radiation is contributing to skyrocketing incidents of autism and Alzheimer's because it's destroying those parts of the brain the etheric part, and then the dense physical part follows suit. And we do have a question and a guest on the show. Francis, hello, and welcome to the show. Hello. I heard that there's going to be an amazing webinar series, kind of international on this subject. Um, and someone said it would be on your um, Facebook page, the Planetary Makeover um, Facebook page, um, where people could find the details, because I don't know if I have it all right, but it's going to be on Saturday, January 9th, and it's 
different times all over the world. Um, it's called the voice of the people, harnessing people power for systemic transformation. And people do have to register. So um, uh, I think someone said it would be on your Facebook page. Um, we will put a I, post I just got there. an email about it. it. I got an email about it, and it says, what sort of future do we want now that the pandemic has exposed society's many failings? Can our plan, planet stand it if we go back to, quote, business as usual? Or do we send a fresh start, new values and new priorities? And it looks like they've got people from somebody from Germany. Oh, that's who I probably heard from, Dick Larson, who, who spoke today on your show. He's going to be there, and there's going to be... Someone from Finland and someone from the Netherlands. So anyway, um, you should tell whoever's listening to go to our Facebook page that you have there. Definitely. Thank you so much for reminding me, Francis. You know, I got that email too. You'd have thought I had already incorporated it into the show. See, this is why it's so important that people like Francis call us to remind us of what we've overlooked, including the host. And that's, um, we're on Facebook at um, hashtag Planetary Makeover and at the webs and it'll probably be mentioned on the website too, uh, planetarymakeover.org. And Francis, can you give us any more details about that event? Well, let's see. I'm just, look- I'm just looking at the, um, people do have to register to, to watch it. And, um, and where do they go to register? Let's see. Um, well, there's a very long Zoom address here, but I don't think people are <laughs> going to want to write that. But I think Share International Foundation is in Amsterdam, and I think if you if you send people to Amsterdam at Share Dash International dot org, for sure. You can get that Zoom link. I'm I'm just sure of it. But um, that's, so that's so Francis. That's Amsterdam at share international dot org. Yeah, and um, also um, tell your person that runs your Facebook page um, <laughs> to be sure to list it too. Yes, indeed. And um, and I encourage all the listeners to visit the Facebook page. And if you can't, if you're not on Facebook, go to Amsterdam at share-international.org and get signed up. Well, thank you, Francis. Did you have anything else you wanted to add or, or any questions you wanted to pose before you left? Oh, I guess I sometimes I have different kinds of links to come see this show. And this time I went to the website planetarymakeover.org and it tells the upcoming Monday it's always on Monday at 5 o'clock in, at least in Berkeley um, every and, other Monday um, yes. oh yeah and it has the actual dates there and, and then just a button to click so that's pretty cool for future shows if, 
people are interested. Anyway, I better let you go. <laughs> Great. You. So the link has been simplified. Thank you so much, Francis. We really appreciate it. So I hope everybody got that. That was Amsterdam at share-international.org. And you can also, if you're on Facebook, go to our page, hashtag Planetary Makeover. And so while we're waiting for someone else to perhaps call in in the last few minutes we have left, what else did I want to mention about this? Oh, and speaking of which, there's the number. Hmm. Oh, yes, that's right. That's what I wanted to talk about. Dick had mentioned healings. Well, during the broadcast, the uh, Day of Declaration, which will be Maitreya's television broadcast, there will be hundreds of thousands of spontaneous healings across the globe. And I don't know about you, but I'm already getting ready, making up a list of people I'd like to see on that healing list and asking Maitreya if it's within the realm of karmic law, could you add so-and-so, please? And also, I know Dick had mentioned towards the end, humanity is a family. Um, He had a great um, analogy there about a family only having enough food for three, and it's a family of four. They don't decide who's going to starve. They share it with everyone. And that's what the world should be doing. And this immigration crisis today is a golden opportunity for mankind to demonstrate that karmic, cosmic, divine law. We are all one. All the atoms of creation are connected. And we are one. The idea is to be able to look into the eyes of your brethren and see yourself. The polar opposite being the sin of separation when we don't feel connected to the world, to nature, to the universe, to our fellow man, which are all one. And that's when that's when the problems occur in the world. So let me see if I had any more of his priorities written here. Well, we'll wait to see if anybody calls in and I and I run down the clock. Of course, we, I was mentioning um, nuclear plants. We can go to nuclear fusion, which is a cold process using only an isotope of water and doesn't have any radiation byproducts. And of course, we have to clean up the planet because, as Benjamin Krem had said, if the planet or his master had said, if the planet was a patient, a human patient, its survival would be in question at this moment. But Maitreya has said he knows we're going to go up to the brink and you'll excuse me if I, my eyes are wandering. I'm looking to see if anybody else is calling in. We're going to go up to the brink, and then we're going to pull back. So this is not the end of the world. It's not end times. It's not the end times. It's the end of an age. And good riddance to it. Oh, and, and uh, some of the things that Dick had touched upon, the spiritual education of humanity, the law of cause and effect, the law of rebirth, the art of self-realization, the art of living. The masters are going to teach humanity the art of living. Living is an art, which many of us have forgotten, and it's something that we will relearn. And also, from my notes, also the promise of the future going forward after the Day of Declaration. Cooperation and goodwill uh, will be the norm. 
There will be more leisure time, creativity, and human potential realized. What do I mean by that? Well, the workday is going to be slowly whittled away at um, fewer hours in labor and more hours in contemplation where people will have all their basic needs met, which will result in what? An explosion of creativity and potential such as the world has never seen before. And think about it. When people get their basic needs met, healthcare, housing, education, justice and equality, peace, clean environment, uh, living wage, adequate leisure time, then they're free to explore where they came from, why they're here, where they're going, which right now most people can't. We're just struggling to survive, which is literally a hell on earth and not part of the plan with a capital P for this planet. But a lot of you thought the planet didn't have a plan. Well, it does. And that helps give more meaning and form to the world than a lot of people realized before. They understand the process as much as we are able to grasp with our limited comprehension. At least we can see that we have a path and it's leading to a wonderful future. And then, of course, there's transmission meditation, which we always mention every week or every two weeks. Because it's a great world service, and it's a way in which you can give back to the planet. Unlike transcendental meditation, which is more personal, this is a world service. The energy is passing through you and then going out into the world. The masters who were sort of the scientific custodians of these great energies, they guide them. You don't. I don't. But they pass through you, through your upper chakras, and go out into the world and sort of add to the to the pool, the fountain of spiritual energy from which all creation drinks, to put it poetically. And I don't think I made that up. I think I read that somewhere. That was probably Benjamin Graham or his master speaking. And thus, you're not only helping nature and the planet itself, you're helping mankind because there are entities who are even more advanced than Maitreya and the masters, who are overshadowing them. And in turn, the master is sharing that energy with us. So there's the avatar of peace when it, uh, peace and equilibrium, the avatar of synthesis. So all these energies are flowing through the masters from higher planes and then on to us. So what does this mean in gut terms, to be perfectly blunt? Well, that energy can help. Countries negotiate that are currently at each other's throats. So there are many practical ways in which this energy can help. And, of course, it's not the primary reason for the meditation, but healings have been known to occur during transmission meditation to the person meditating. And also he touched upon the UN. There will be a UN agency created that will see to the redistribution of the goods that will be assessed. All countries will will make a um, an accounting of the goods they have in excess that they don't need, and each country will do that. Then all those will be pooled together and then redistributed throughout the world to, to everyone that needs them. So no, you won't be giving up any of your personal uh, data or information or possessions. It's not It's not that. So how can you get involved? Well, once again... There's the website where you can get all kinds of information. 
about these spectacular and mind-blowing events that are unfolding as we speak. You're a part of it. It's happening inside of you. You're not some passive observer. And so with that, I will urge all of you to take an active stand and tune in in two weeks when we are talking about the episode of COVID and how we want to eliminate the fear of death in knowing that life is eternal and reincarnation is a fact and we'll all be back. And there are many ways to heal and working together, we can save a lot of lives and get through this crisis together. Not only get through it, but be in better shape on the other side. So next week, we'll have, I have to look at my notes here, McNair Ezard will be interviewed from Share International, and he will talk more about eliminating the fear of death, which Maitreya talked about too. Another quote of his that I used once, he said, may the fear of death die in the hearts of all of humanity. And I will leave you with that hopeful note. And we look forward to speaking to you and conversing with you, hopefully, because you'll call in in two weeks. In the meantime, go in peace. And remember, as Maitreya also said, all will be well. All manner of things will be well. Tune in right here in two weeks for the next Planetary Makeover Show as we watch and discuss another video by Francis Oman in light of the timely and non-denominational ageless wisdom teachings that will fill your spirit and inspire you with hope for the future, a world that works for everyone. So be prepared to call in and share your views and questions in another uplifting episode of Planetary Makeover. Makeover.